Hello and welcome to Rando Rob. Each week on Rando Rob, I'll be showing and discussing one item from my large collection of collections. New shows appear every Monday and throughout the week, I'll be adding older episodes of Rando Rob that were previously only available to my Patreon subscribers. You can watch episodes of Rando Rob on YouTube at youtube.com forward slash Rob O'Hara. Just look for the Rando Rob playlist. Audio versions of the show are available on my website at podcast.robohara.com or through iTunes. Just search for Rando Rob. Thanks for watching or listening, and I hope you enjoy this vintage episode of Rando Rob. You know, I, I uh, mentioned uh, last week on Rando Rob that I had set up my IBM PC, which is, uh, oh boy, that light is bright. Is I left the LED on light back there. Sorry about that. Uh, but the uh, PC is the one back here with the uh, black uh, monitor right there. Uh, but this giant blue monitor right here is sitting on top of an Apple IIe. And uh, that Apple IIe. And that's not the uh, object I'm going to show you this week. But uh, uh, I have about four Apple IIe's. Um, one... They're, they all have little tiny issues with them, but I, I put enough together to get one <laughs> working one, and I could probably get a second working one by uh, combining stuff from the other three. Uh, but, uh, you know, Ap Apple's not my forte. Commodore is, is uh, always going to be my true love, you know, but uh, uh, I did have an Apple computer for uh, several years before, uh, about three years before I had my Commodore. We had Our family had an Apple Um and, uh, of course, my dad had an Apple and a uh, PC Junior, but eventually migrated, you know, towards the uh, uh, IBM uh, uh, baseline, like a lot of people did, and moved away from Apple. But So I have some nostalgic uh, memories about Apple, but to be honest with you, so many of the games that came out for the Apple also came out for the Commodore, so there's not that much of a reason to play them, you know, uh, the sound-wise for the Apple II, it uses an internal speaker and, uh, uh, you know, it doesn't display as many colors and the graphics uh, aren't quite as good. So, uh, you know, if you're wanting to play, you know, I, I just did uh, uh, the video for Little Computer People and I fired up Little Computer People on the Apple and it doesn't look as good as the Commodore version. So, um, you know. I've got the space now in this room and in the table, and uh, I still got some more cleaning to do in here. But uh, um, you know, we'll we'll see in six months how much it gets used. But I, I thought it'd be fun to set it up right back uh, right now. And and also, uh, I had a, a a coworker that was very uh, near and dear to me. His name was Howard, and um, Howard passed away. And I guess it's been about three years ago now. It was uh, very sudden and very unexpected. He had a, a blood clot that was in his leg and was uh, out doing yard work and it, it moved into his heart and stopped his heart immediately and killed him. Uh, it was very, very tragic. It was very upsetting to me. And, uh, uh, you know, there were a lot of us that were close to Howard. It was, uh, that was, uh, the first and maybe the only time that, uh, I, I think it is the only time I've was asked to speak at, uh, someone's funeral. And I got up and told some stories about, uh, uh, Howard and I was just really close to Howard and he was, um, you know, I, I don't want to say like a father figure because I have a father. <laughs> and so that sounds almost disrespectful, you know, but he was old enough. He was older than what I would consider to be a, a big brother. You know, he was in his late fifties, 
uh, and I was in my, uh, you know, mid-40s. So he was, you know, almost 15 years older than me. So more than older than a big brother, but not quite a father. But, you know, maybe like that cool uncle, I guess. Um, but just that guy he could bounce things off of. And uh, he did a lot for my kids. He did a lot for my family and uh, uh, had a, a really close relationship with him. And anyway, he bought uh, an Apple IIe uh, from a garage sale and was going to fix it up and uh, was going to have me help him and stuff. And it was in his garage when, when he passed away and his, uh, uh, you know, you know how, I guess when people pass away, you know, they, there's stuff laying around, God knows what'll happen, you know, to this room or to all my stuff when, when I finally pass away. Um, but, uh, anyway, his, his, uh, um, wife was, uh, uh, well, he had bought this, um, uh, Apple II at a garage sale and was sitting in the garage and she didn't know what to do with it and had mentioned that he said he was going to get help from me and all this and she said you know what if you want it you can have it uh, and uh, so anyway I took it and um, you know basically this Apple IIe is about half <laughs> of uh, of that machine that, that Howard had so uh, uh, yeah it's kind of cool that it lives on a little bit you know and um uh, I don't know that he was, uh, you know, big into retro computers, but he knew I was. And so it was kind of a thing we were going to do together. So, uh, but anyway, so, so that's, that's the uh, Apple II. Anyway, kind of rambling tonight. Uh, oh, it's been a long day. Um, and, uh, the, the thing, you know, I was kind of looking around, like as I, I continue to clean and organize this room, I just keep running across stuff. I mean, there's so many things I could show you. There's millions of things, you know, but earlier when I came in here and sat down, I set my drink down on a coaster and I thought, I know what I'm going to show you. <laughs> and so as you could see by the, uh, side, side graphic there that says, uh, DIY tile coasters, that is what I'm going to show you. Now I have multiples of these laying around and of course as i'm looking around i only see the one uh that i'm using at the moment and so i will show it to you i'll make sure that it's uh right side up uh this is a uh space invaders coaster as you can see and then on the bottom uh there are these little uh felt little feet that are stuck on there and, and if i tap that i don't know if you can hear that but it is a, uh, uh, ceramic, ceramic tile. And so, uh, the story behind this is that, um, uh, there used to be a local video game show called OVGE, the Oklahoma video game expo. Uh, and it took place in Tulsa. And the first one was, I believe in 2000, either 2002 or 2003 it started. Uh, and, and the first time that I went, I was just a, uh, uh, you know, an attendee. I mean, just a guy off the street, you know, and I went in and um, saw all these people with video game stuff. And I saw some people with old computer stuff that I, I kind of clicked with, you know, and, and um, it was pretty cool. And uh, uh, in fact, if you know uh, Earl from uh, Phosphor.Fossils, and the guy that does the logbook podcast and some other stuff like that, Earl was there, and um, and just you know some other local people and stuff. I'm forgetting all who, who all was there, but uh, uh, it, it was pretty small. It was a pretty intimate setting. But uh, the next year they they got a bigger room and stuff, and so uh, I started going to this as a um, 
you know, a, a, not a presenter, but, you know, an exhibitor, I guess is the right word. And then we would set up tables and, and I would, uh, uh, you know, set up my, my computer systems. I would take my Commodore and stuff and, and let people play games. And I did different displays one year. I, I set up all different kinds of computers and had text adventures on them. I had a text adventure table. Uh, one year I had a pirate uh, table where I had set up all these console copiers and explained uh, how those work. So, you know, I just had different themes every year. And one year when the, the Thunder, the Oklahoma City Thunder, our NBA team was was uh, uh, headed to the playoffs, and I had a Thunder table, and I had um, three or four different, comp- like a PlayStation and a Commodore and some other stuff, and I had them all playing different basketball games. Like I had one-on-one set up and, and uh, I don't know, just, just different basketball games, something on the PlayStation, you know. Uh, so anyway, it was, um, a really fun expo and my kids would, uh, come up there and, and a couple of years, you know, they were like, well, we want to, um, make and sell something. And I said, okay, well, you know, I, I rent the tables. So, um, if you want to, you want to make something, uh, you know, that's fine with me. And so my wife had, um, done this project before for Girl Scouts and she suggested that the kids make, uh, video game related coasters like this. And so, uh, what I did was I went in, uh, on the web and I started collecting, uh, sprites, um, from different games and I would get four. So I, so all of them were in groups of four. So I would do, I did four, um, Donkey Kong sprites you know i got uh, mario and the princess and donkey kong and a barrel so that was that was a set of four i got four um from yr kung fu because i like that game i got four from uh dig dug uh i'm trying to think oh four from uh, minecraft and uh then a couple you know some older ones four from um uh space invaders and stuff like that and so uh then the next thing we did was i i got the uh, dimensions uh, and printed them out on a color and I'm going to look here. I don't remember. I don't think I had a color laser printer. I think these were done on a, um, I'm sure they were, they were done on a inkjet printer. And so we, we, uh, printed them out and cut them out into the little squares and stuff. Not, not little pixels, but I mean, this is all, all one piece, right? And so uh, then they sell this thing called Mod Podge, which you may be familiar with, which uh, is a clear coating that you can paint on uh, over the top of things. And it makes it waterproof and it makes it all this uh, glossy, smooth finish and stuff. And so the, the kids, you know, they did it all. They, they cut the pictures out. They, they, uh, I don't remember if they used a glue stick or something. Maybe they used a little bit of glue or something to hold the, the picture in place. And then they used the Mod Podge and covered this. And then they, uh, I think my wife had bought something, this, uh, a strip of these little, um, felt feet that you can see here. And so, uh, they're, they're sticky on one side and, and it looks like a couple of them are gross on the other side. <laughs> uh, and then the big investment for each one of these are the, ceramic tiles and i believe uh if you go to any of the big box stores like home depot or lowe's or anything i think these tiles cost eight cents each but in my head i'm thinking 
they're either two cents less than a dime or two cents more than a dime. So they could be 12 cents, but either eight cents or 12 cents uh, per tile. And so uh, the kids were buying, um, you know, so they bought these these tiles. So four tiles, let's just round it and, and say with tax, it was 50 cents. So they were buying 50 cents worth of uh, tile. And then, uh, you know, we'd printed out the pictures and, um, uh, and then whatever the Mod Podge cost, you know, so each, each set was definitely less than a dollar. And I can't remember, I think what they were selling them is four, four coasters for 10 bucks. So, you know, anytime you've got a, a product where it costs you a dollar and you're selling it for 10, so you're making nine bucks uh, profit, uh, it's, it's a pretty good business model. And, um, I had taken, I had bought a bunch of arcade marquees, uh, that I had paid 20 and $30 for, and I sold them mostly for $20. So, uh, which means, uh, some I broke even and some I lost money. So that's my idea of a business model. <laughs> that's usually how I run a business is, uh, uh, at, at a great loss, uh, but the kids uh, cleaned up, you know, and uh, when they were done, they had a few sets that were left over. They had um, a couple of the Minecraft sets, I think, didn't sell because, you know, I think most of the uh, uh, people at at these shows were, were retro and classic gamers and, and Minecraft was pretty new at the time. Uh, so I don't think those sold. And uh, one set of the ER Kung Fu ones didn't sell. Um, and uh, I kept that. I have those um, out of my game room. And um, and I think the, the Space Invaders one, if I remember right, I think we just made them for me to keep in the first place. You know, I just liked them. And so I have um, one, I have the just basically three different ones of Invaders and one that has the ship on it. Uh, and, uh, they're all different colors. There's a, a yellow one and a blue one. And, uh, I think the ship is, is, uh, green, you know, to kind of look like the arcade game. But, um, so anyway, uh, I usually have, like I said, you know, because I'm rearranging and doing stuff, I usually have a couple of these, uh, laying around, but at the moment I, uh, this is the only one I see, but, uh, I keep these, uh, as I stick that back on my desk underneath the microphone right here on my desk. When I come in in the morning when I have coffee, that's uh, <laughs> where I sit. It is right on that coaster. So, um, you know, if you wanted some some custom coasters to make, I mean, the, my kids, I mean, this was 10 years ago, uh, and, and and my kids are, are 15 and 18 now. So they were 5 and 8 years old. I mean, this is not something that uh, uh, takes a lot of effort. You know what I mean? Anybody could do it. If you want to make a, a custom uh, set of coasters, you probably could paint um, the uh, tiles if you wanted a different color. But I always thought I thought it looked pretty cool. That, I mean, w because, you know, you get that cool white border that, uh, you know, is around. And, you and of course, you have the, you know, white on the edge there. Uh, that kind of shows up a little weird, you know, I think what the problem is, there's some, <laughs> there's some coffee on there. <laughs> this is exactly what that is. Um, as, he as he cleans it with spit. If you're ever at my house and you want to put something on here, you go, is that the one he spit on? <laughs> it's kind of gross. Um, but, uh, you know, I, I remember when, when I first got my uh, 
I mean, the early days, like the nineties got a color inkjet printer, you know, and I, and everybody was printing, you know, you're like, Oh, I can print in color, you know, and for a long time, for, um, more than a decade, every printer I saw was black and white, you know? And so to be able to, to, uh, um, inexpensively print things in color at home was, it was a big deal. And, uh, so we printed out all these things and you would print pictures and frame them. And then all of a sudden after a year or two, they would be all faded, you know, the, uh, uh, the yellow, I think, would fade, and so everybody, everybody would look real purple. There would be the real blue and real, real that you know, the magenta color would show up. Uh, and um, there we go. I got most of the uh, the coffee off that. But anyway, I think those those do look pretty cool with the the little white border on there. Again, you know, if you wanted to uh, paint it first or something, I don't think it would be a big deal. But I, but I I like the way they look. Uh, but anyway. Well, that's dumb. I accidentally stopped the recording. Uh, anyway, um, uh, so back to what I was talking about. The, um, uh, you know, all those early inkjet uh, uh, prints uh, faded, you know. And, and I don't know if it was the um, the ink at the time, you know. I, I know that the, they said that uh, the halogen lights, but I didn't have halogen lights at home. But just being exposed to light made the ink fade or whatever. So... I don't know, they got all weird and kind of, uh, you know, miscolored and stuff, but the coasters have not done that. I mean, this is a 10-year-old. I'm going to grab this one more time. I keep putting it back to make it uh, difficult to pull it back out without banging around on stuff. But um, uh, the color has not faded. I mean, the black is still uh, pretty black. And, and uh, you know, like I said, for a 10-year-old coaster, again, for something that uh, costs you about a dime to make, uh, it, it it certainly doesn't look bad, you know. And, um uh, the red is, is still red and the black is still black. So, um, now I have a color, uh, laser printer, which you can probably see the very front edge of. And, um, uh, so they would probably look even better if I were to make some today. Um, but, uh, you know, they're not, they're not bad. I really like them. And so, um, anyway, it's one of those things that, um, uh, you know, as uh, the older I get, life goes on, you know, you, you could collect a million things. I have things laying all around here, uh, you know, as I look around here, I look like I'm, um, but uh, that that don't serve any purpose. I found this guy. Uh, I like Halloween stuff. And uh, so I got this little guy and he's kind of a bobblehead, but not really. And the spring is so tight that he doesn't really... It moves, but it doesn't really go, you know, like a good bobblehead do. Um, but, uh, I mean, my life at one point was overrun with things like this, and it doesn't serve a function. It doesn't do anything. It just, you know, it's something fun to look at, and you leave it sitting around or something, and I do. I have it sitting over here on my desk because it's Halloween right now, but... Um, uh, but, yeah, you know, it, you just, uh, you can only have so much of that stuff, and so um, things like that coaster. The cool thing about it is it's, it's a fun memory. I remember working on it with my kids. Um, and, uh, it's video game related. It has a cool retro memory, but it's also functional. Like I said, every morning I come in, I put my coffee right on that coaster. Um, right before I started this video, there was a, a cup sitting on that coaster. So, um, you know, that, that's, uh, the nice thing about it is, like I said, it's fun. Um, but it's, uh, uh, also functional. So, uh, I mean, that's, I think that's everything I have to say about a coaster. 
<laughs> I warned you at the beginning of this, man. I could talk for a long time about just about anything. I should say, while I'm staring here into this camera, uh, you may have noticed that uh, I think this is the first Rando Rob where I'm not wearing a hat. And the reason I, I'm not wearing a hat is because I got a haircut this week. Um, I have not had a haircut in about six months. And um, the uh, place where I go get a haircut uh, is a... A source of of many jokes. Uh, uh, it is a run by an Asian woman that doesn't particularly like. Uh, I don't know if it's Americans or overweight Americans, but she really doesn't like me. <laughs> and over the years, we have really come to have this really fun relationship where we uh, kind of kid each other and we talk. And and she was telling me really about some tragic uh, losses in her life recently you know and, and uh uh we're, we you know we can talk we can talk about anything and um she knows the exact haircut that i get so um it, it's nice to be able to just walk in kind of it's one of the one of the places where i'm a regular you know and uh, uh so anyway they're pretty strict, you know, about that. We have some pretty strict rules in Oklahoma about uh, certain types of businesses right now during COVID. Um, so if you go to a um, any type of place that does haircutting or whatever, you have to wear a mask the whole time. You're not allowed to wait in the lobby. So when you get there, you have to uh, basically t uh, call or text and you get in a virtual line. And um, when, when uh, they're ready for you, they... Uh, uh, text you or call you back and then you come in from the parking lot and you go in and they can only have two customers at a time so uh it, it's really uh you know pretty controlled uh environment you know um but I, I was getting to the point where i was like going to work and uh you know having work meetings and having to wear baseball hats and stuff my hair was pretty out of control so uh i got it cut um I get it cut pretty short, and I got it cut even a little bit shorter than normal uh, to try to get me through another six months. <laughs> I don't want to be going, you know, every every month or every other month. I don't I don't go that that frequently. I usually go about four times a year, which is longer than a lot of people. But I really kind of stretched it out this time, you know. So I, I, I had him uh, cut it pretty pretty close uh, so that uh, so I don't have to, uh, you know go back next month or anything. So anyway, thank you guys for your support and I will talk to you soon.